What's up, everyone? Welcome to season two, episode seven of our podcast, Sipping Sports. Again, I'm Dave. This is Chris. How we doing? How was the weekend? How are we feeling? <laughs> tough, tough weekend for us. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a good for weekend sports. for Minnesota sports. Yeah, which basically determines our mood. Right, and I mean it's. Yeah, it's not Monday, so we kind of got over it, and you know, it's got a short week, and it's got a battle. But yeah, it was definitely the highs and lows. We were very high after the Buffalo game, and now we're back to reality. <laughs> back yeah, to just reality. Just back to like the middle ground of not really knowing right. if we're good or bad. Yeah, reality but check. Maybe it was good. That's okay. Yeah. But also, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. I mean, what's your favorite dish? Cheese potatoes. Okay. I feel like that's just a standard. Is that is that is a, that like a Thanksgiving specific though? It is. It's become a Thanksgiving. It's been a, it's become a holiday specific. Just yeah. every single holiday. So you like the little things on top, the little crusties on top. They're like my mom puts like cornflakes. Yeah, cornflakes. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going with the like the fried onion no, kind. I was like, like, no, that's not like. Uh, don't give me that. That's like green. Green bean casserole. They yeah, put that. no, yeah, not for me. I want cheese potatoes with like the the square looking potatoes with just a boatload of cheese, butter, cornflakes on top. Yeah. Toasted up. Dip a little bread in there. Ooh, no, you're missing out. Try no. it this year. Are you a gravy guy? Not really. See, I'm not either. You know, I just some people just smother it, and I'm like that just. For the mashed potatoes? For all, every meal. Like, you notice how some people put their whole thing and they just go gravy over like this? Maybe that's a berry family. Okay, here's here's a question. Okay. Are you more a turkey person or a ham person? Oh, I'm turkey for sure. Really? I really like turkey, yeah. Ham, it's okay. I'm more of like the um, the turkey, the lighter turkey. Like the white meat? The white meat, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm not a big ham guy. I've always, I just love turkey. Like turkey sandwiches. Hmm. Leftover, oh man, don't even get me started on leftovers. That's the best part. It's always leftover food. It's too much. I would say the honey ham is actually my preference because you get like the extra like caramely glaze on the outside of it. Okay. And that just way better than kind of the the turkey. Yeah, I mean, I think here's the thing is I think the turkey mixes better. Like I kind of like making like a little goulash. With like I, I dip the turkey mix in. it all in. Well, not like a not like a soup, but like I dip the turkey in the potatoes and then eat it. So it's like because I don't use a lot of gravy. The turkey is very dry though. Yeah. So. So you probably need the gravy. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get into it now. Um. So if you're just joining, we start with the, our top moment in sports from the last week. So David, what is yours? Yeah, my top moment in sports is you had in the college women's basketball, women's college basketball, you had the number one versus the number two. Stanford, number two, South Carolina, number one. I mean, overtime game, not much more you could ask for. Mm -mm. But the craziest, it was a crazy ending. All right. I know we've talked about this. But if you didn't see it, South Carolina was up 73-71. There's about nine seconds left in overtime. Shoots a free throw. They uh, miss it. Stanford grabs the rebound. The girl kind of falls. Tries to call a timeout. Fortunately, doesn't have any timeouts. Chris Webbered it. Technical foul. Two mm-hmm. shots on the ball. They lose by five. But it's tough. Yeah. It's a good game. I feel like those two programs do a really good job of scheduling each other. Like, it seems like the number one versus number two teams, I mean, both of those teams are literally top three every single year, usually top two. Yeah. And so 
they do a really good job of scheduling each other and like creating these types of events. The buzz, yeah. Well, I think what's crazy is so Stanford lost. They're still number two. They didn't even drop at all. Like people know they're just like okay, here are the two dominant teams. Like here's who. Yeah, they shouldn't drop. Yeah, which I yeah I agree. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like you look at it like you said. And I think it South Carolina has been number one for a while. Like UConn's obviously in the mix. Well, That's South crazy. Carolina won last year. Right, but they so were they number one be. the whole year last year too. Mm-hmm. But it's like and they only things. lost like one or two, maybe one or two girls. Right, they're pretty good. But it's just like one of those things where it's like, for them, it's like like you said for college basketball, you always feel like they're ones play two. I mean, even in men's basketball, though, they always do that. Like the top. I mean, not no, necessarily one not versus two, much. but I think there's more. Like when you look at a men's top five. It's a lot tighter than a women's top five, I think. Or even a top ten. Like, there's more transparency across the board. Like, you look at, like, a Duke, who might not be one through five. They're still Duke. Michigan State wasn't even ranked. They put up a good fight against Gonzaga. Then they beat Kentucky. So, it's like, I think there's more transparency with those blue blood schools in men's than there is women's. Yeah, it's closer for more teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, my top moment is just kind of a little poking fun because so Michigan basketball, Hunter Dickinson, he does a podcast and he was asked like, oh, what do you think of this upcoming game? They were playing Arizona State. It happened on last Thursday, I believe. And he was like, well, you know, like I'll probably have 20 points. I think it was like eight rebounds or something. I can't remember the exact stat line that he said. And then he was like, yeah, you know, like we're going to have that. And then we're probably going to win by like, I don't know. I'm trying to make it realistic, like probably like 20 or so. And then the game happens and they get dominated and lose by 25. Yeah. Just talk that talk. It's too bad. I mean, Michigan has looked pretty. I mean, Michigan's been underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming. I so. They, I think they still won but they just barely beat ohio in well, overtime went, wasn't it who was it? eastern michigan their first game that was a close game too that was a close game yeah they got smoked by arizona state they barely beat ohio in overtime yeah so yeah not not the greatest looking start, great yeah, they'll figure it out long mm-hmm. season yep all right let's go to the minnesota minute now uh, how are we looking? Yeah, so Vikings lost to the Cowboys. They play the Patriots tonight, Thanksgiving night at home. Gopher football lost to Iowa. They finish up the season at Wisconsin for the Axe mm-hmm. on Saturday. Gopher basketball started out the year 4-1. and one. They play Virginia Tech next Monday. They kind of have a little break. Timberwolves are currently 9-8. and eight. They've kind of turned it on a little. They play the Pacers and the Charlotte Hornets coming up. And then we have the Wild, who are 8-8-2. Eight, eight and two. Kind of sounds like Naram's gambling, just 500. They play Winnipeg, Toronto, and Arizona coming up. St. Thomas football finished the year 10-1, and beating Butler. Top, they were undefeated in their conference. Obviously, mm-hmm. they cannot do anything after. St. Thomas basketball went 2-1 and in their most recent Montana tournament. They play Milwaukee and Utah coming up. Is St. Thomas decent? For their side. Football? For basketball. Oh, for basketball? Um, I think they're... Moving in the right direction. Yeah, take a few years. I was surprised their football team. I mean, granted, football has always been dominant for them. Yeah. And the teams they're playing obviously aren't huge D1 schools. I mean, they're D1, but... They're D1, but I think with St. Thomas, it's been like you probably can get some pretty good recruits. Like we've talked about that 
went to Minnesota might have been a backup and are like, okay, hey, I'm going to St. Thomas. Yeah, or just want a little bit smaller school feel. Yeah. You know. I mean, St. Thomas, yeah. It's just a nice school. I mean, when you look at pure size for colleges, Minnesota is up there in one of the biggest around the country. Right. So if you don't want that, but you still want to play Division I sports in Minnesota, now there's the second option. There never was. Now there is. So if you want a smaller school. school, Yeah. I mean, it is a nice, nice, nice school. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, did you watch the, uh, gopher game earlier this week? Basketball? Yeah. They played, uh, Cal Baptist. Yeah. They won by one. Yeah. Overtime. I actually saw the highlights. I was watching. But I didn't watch. They were actually underdogs. Were they? That game by one and a half point favorite. They, w- they were winning the whole game and then they, uh, were, then Cal Baptist came back. They tied it, went to overtime and then we were down in overtime, um, by three, we scored a bucket, down one with 45 seconds left or so. Okay. Then they come down, miss a shot, or basically take the whole time. So then we have the ball with like 25 seconds left, come down. Uh, Dawson gives a little left-handed turnaround jumper uh, in the lane, and then we're up one, and then That's with like, is. I mean, he scored it with like seven seconds left. Right. And then they missed a was shot. Was battle back? Yeah, he was. Good. Apparently, he was only going to play 20 minutes. No, and I left him in for 40. 35. Yeah, as you say. 35 out of 45. The competitive spirit chips in. It's yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Next. All right. Uh, picks. Let's so, get to that betting. Yeah, we got... Um, oh, wait. That's the wrong page. Tough week. Tough week for me. Yeah, we got uh, David not at good. 7 and 14. Not good. The worst in a while for both of us. Worst in a while, Honestly. Yeah. I should stop betting on Sunday, but I have to for college or for NFL. Yeah, I have to. Brutal. So, yeah, football um, was NFL 1-5, and five, NCAA football 3-4. and four. Okay. So 4-9 in on the weekend. And then NBA 2-0. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Look at me. And NCAA, football, or NCAA basketball 1-5. Dude, college basketball is hard. It is For hard. all you college basketball people out there, you betters, you know how hard mm-hmm. it is. It's a grind. Uh, myself, 10, 10, and 1, which yeah. makes, uh, let me just. Four straight weeks. Let me just do is a that little. four straight? Three straight. I just want to check here. Um, okay, so the last four weeks, I w- I've been 10, 10, and 1. Then we were in Arizona, so we just did the overall number. Yeah. Then the next week I was 10, 10, and 1. The next week I was 10 and 11. Ooh. And then this last 10, week, 10, 10, and 1. You got to get over that 10 hump. Isn't that wild? That actually is crazy. <laughs> um, but I was 3, 3, and 1 NFL, 3, and 1 NCAA football, 2, and 0 oh NBA, and then just all the losses came in the NCAA basketball. Dude, I'm telling you, college of basketball. Of 2 and 6. Dude, college basketball will be the toughest, but. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah. There that's we go. brutal. But that's okay. We live to fight another day. My overall record isn't dipping down below 500, really. No, I think it should be right at. Basically right at 500. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't have a 714 week. Right, yeah. There you go. My overall record's still a little better. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. There's a new week. It's a that's new true. week. Or positive vibes. Yep. What they say. All right, what seltzer are we trying today? Oh, yeah, fire up. Today? So, we're trying the truly holiday sangria-style hard seltzer. So, 
Serve cold, get warm. Ooh, that's what it's. That's a good tagline. That is a good tagline. Kind of a cool can. Looks like a little holiday spirit. Little mm-hmm. firework or little Christmas lights. There you go. Yeah. So. Is your place all decorated? Our place. Yeah. Our place. My parents' house? Yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't put up the tree yet. <laughs> Shout out to my parents. <laughs> Housing us. Yeah. Shout out. Housing um, us. And Michelle. Uh, all right. The beer that we're going with is local from Badger Hill Brewing in, you know where it is? Wisconsin. No. Oh, it's in Minnesota? It's a local one. Badger Hill Brewing? Yeah. I'm going to say Maple Grove. Nope. You better get used to it. Shakopee, Minnesota. Wow, Shock OP. Yep. So uh, the beer is Lemonist, which is a lemon-infused ale. Kind of your just basic can. It looks From like a Badger lemon. Hill Brewing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Whoa! Goodness gracious. Yeah, watch yourself, big dog. Dude, look at that thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is expensive equipment we have. Uh, it, it just popped all over the place. It's very light. Yeah, lemon. Lemon, lemon, lemon. I wonder how close it'll be to a summer shandy. That's What is your prediction? Do you have a prediction? Have. Well, we can talk about it. You can see through it. It's yep. very oh, yeah. light. You can see through it. All right, so this is the hard seltzer sangria style. I wonder what it means by sangria style. Like, does that just mean flavor? Well, it doesn't give a flavor, so it must be the flavor. Is it just a truly seltzer, but it's a sang it's sangria Sangria. style, so it's just is it just a sangria flavor? Yeah, what's sangria flavor? I don't know. I don't know. Do you you, are you familiar with sangria? uh, Like when you go to Spain or whatnot. I've never been to Spain, but it's just like a fruity. It's red, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's basically like wine, but it's a bunch of fruit. You just throw a bunch of fruit in there. Interesting. It's actually not bad. It smells. It's got some good flavor. It smells like a mixed berry, honestly, to me. Yeah, but it's got some good flavor. It has like there's like no carbonation really. No, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, I guess I haven't really thought about like comparing how much carbonation just like regular soda has with other seltzers that we've tried. Okay, yeah. But it, I get the feel that it's like around the same amount as like just a like a soda. Yeah. I haven't had a soda in a good amount. But yeah, I would say that. I mean, this one has definitely not a lot of carbonation at all. But yeah, I could see that. Like the last time I had a soda was a nice Dr. Pepper. Ooh, I love a nice DP. Oh, that sounded bad. <laughs> Dr. P. What I meant. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I have my score. It would be interesting to know what other uh, flavors come with this like holiday. It must be like a holiday. Did pack. you get it as a one-off? Shout out. Worldwide Express. It was in our fridge. Mm. So it was from our last Halloween party. Dang. Nice. But I didn't see any other in there. Oh. So I don't know. I, I couldn't tell maybe you. Maybe it was popular. Maybe do some research. I got to do my own research next time. Um. Did you write yours down? 
Yep. I'm going to say mine is a six oh six flat for me. I think it's just your average one. I mean, I don't really love sangria. I don't love that. I think it's pretty easy to drink. It. I feel like there's a lot of like sugars. Two grams of sugar, 25 sodium, two mm. carbs. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, comparing it to like another one, it kind of reminds me of a... What were the, like those simply lemonade ones where they don't really taste like seltzer because there's not a lot of carbonation. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like more of like a. I feel like the simply drink. lemonades were t- you could taste like the sugar. Oh yeah, they were way more sugary. I'm saying in comparative, like I, like when we tried the Trulies before, this doesn't taste like your normal Truly, like black cherry. I don't think. Yeah, I'd say maybe a half step up. Uh, yeah, I think it's better. Yeah, I think there's less carbonation. I'm going four different. eight. Four eight. Yeah, half step up. <laughs> I think I don't think I rated the Trulies very high, oh. if I remember correctly. I don't know. That's but very low. Yeah, not my favorite one. It's just kind of like kind of like Dave said, but his mediocre, not like meh uh, rating is a little higher than mine. So there's the Sangria style, mm-hmm. the Cran Orange Sparkler, the Berry Bramble, and the Pear Martini. I think we got the worst one. Yeah, which one? I think the I think the cran orange would actually be. That's the one that I had in my head as yeah. oh that one. I would think be a pear the, martini would be the best one. I mean, I don't even know what that would taste like, but I think that one or the berry one would probably be good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this one to me would be like a it kind of I'm getting mixed berry f- vibes. Yeah, I yeah, and like I said, maybe that's sangria, but yeah, I thought it was very average. Yeah. So now we're on to the All right. lemon, the lemonist, the lemonist. Um, yes, I do think that this is going to be very close to a summer shandy. Oh, is that what you're predicting? That's what I'm predicting. Are you predicting that as well? Uh, well, yeah, I think lemon is, well, did we have another lemon one? Mm-hmm. Like a lemon ale or lemon something? Cause I said it tasted like a summer shandy. Mm-hmm. I thought we had maybe, one. maybe back in the day. We'll have to take a look. But as you can see, quite light and fluffy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm not really getting the summer shandy vibe. I'm getting like a light. It tastes just how it looks, light and fluffy. Yep, light and fluffy. Like it's actually not bad though. I mean, it doesn't taste. I think summer shandy has more flavor. It's so light. Yeah. Like tasting wise, twenty-five cals. Um. Doesn't say. It also doesn't say the percentage. Oh, oh yeah, it does. Oh. 4.9. As I say, I feel like you almost have to. So, yeah, it's a light. Got to be light. light there was that one that didn't. Yeah, that's scary. The one with the picture of the person with the horns on it. Yeah, like the half man, half yeah. whatever. Yeah, literally so light. I mean, this is a... I would say my description would be summer shandy but less notable like beer flavor and uh like lemon flavor i feel like the summer shandy i mean it's just naturally the one that when you think of people will be comparing it to yeah right so i feel like there's less beer flavor and there's less lemon flavor like both of them 
drop down on the flavor scale a little bit. Yeah. That's not to say that this one's bad by any means. Just drop the flavor scale a little bit down, less notable. Yeah. But it's almost like it's like if the lines. summer shandy, like it just turns the volume down. It's just mm-hmm. a dumbed down version. Like it's not nice. bad. I think it's pretty hey, good. Hey, that was good. That was pretty good. That, that was, was decent. I was thinking good. about that for a while. <laughs> My brain was moving. But yeah, I mean I think it I mean I think it's pretty good. It would be interesting, I mean might have to go check out the actual brewery um, to see what it's like. But mm-hmm. I would say for me, I think it's a 6-2. Okay. I think it's pretty good. I would get multiple. I just like it's a light beer, like you said. It's easy to drink. It really mm-hmm. doesn't have that much. I can't really taste a ton of lemon. I just think it tastes like a light beer to me. Yep. So yeah. to me, that's what that tastes like. Okay. I gave it a 6-8 because, one, my scale is a little higher. Yeah, for the getting more than one, which I would get more than one on this, that level is 6.8. So, Ooh, so I had to it. give it 6.8 yeah. because That's I would get to. more than one of these. But I think to go higher than it, it has to give me a little bit of something more. So here's my question. If you went to the brewery and you had one of these mm-hmm. and you went back... Would you want to try something different, or did it spark you enough to say, okay, I would get another one? Honestly, my brewery vibe is most of the time I like to try more than just one beer because I want to get a sense for if I like their beer as a whole or yeah. just one kind. Right. So I would say most of the time I typically get a different one, different one. when I go up there. Yeah. Unless the beer menu is pretty small and there's only like five or six options and Two of them are IPAs. One of them is really dark, and I'm not feeling it. And then yeah. the others are lighter. Right. I don't know. That's kind of my brewery, brewery vibe. But I like to change it up to yeah. see if I actually like their beer or I just like the one beer. Well, I think that's also what makes... I mean, obviously, this is probably the dumbest statement I've ever said. But what makes a brewery a brewery is like you want to try what they can do. So mm-hmm. it's specific to their brewery. It's like it would be weird. Well, I think it's weird to go to a brewery unless you really, really like one. But usually at a brewery, you're getting what? Two, maybe three. Yeah. So it's like, hey, if I'm going to get one, I like it. Well, I want to try something different, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then if if I'm going to get a third, maybe I go back to my first one. Yeah. But, yep. yeah. And, and I think that's the benefit of, I feel like, more of the places that have the walls of the beers. And yeah. you get a card and you stick it in and then you pay per ounce. Yeah. I feel like more of those are popping up and that's the benefit of it is you don't have to just be tied to beer from one brewery, right? but you can try all these other ones. And so, I mean, if somebody goes to that place and gets the same one, it's like, well, there's literally 35 different options. Why would you just get the same one? Right. Alyssa and I went to a place that had like the brewery wall mm-hmm. and we got one that was like a donut like it actually tasted like a powdered donut. Oh. Not like the state fair is way better. And we got something different. Our second one, we got like a sour, and then we split the donut one again because we liked it so much. We were like, oh, okay. let's just go back. But I get what you're saying. Like you can't. It would be weird to be like, oh, this is so good. Let me just go pour another one. Yeah. Also, those places, like you said, yes, are popping up. I like them often. I, I like them too. The thing is, they're smart. Mm-hmm. It's like you just put it on a cart. It's so easy. Yeah. The. Uh... The one that's closest to me is Tap Society. That's yeah. a good spot. Tap Society is a good spot. And surprisingly, I don't know, maybe not surprisingly, their food, pretty good. 
Oh yeah, dude. I think brewery field food is good. Yeah, it it's, just gets expensive if when you, you start ha- buying. Yeah, when you have like a legit menu. I mean, the pretzels don't really speak to me that much. But no, yeah, like I'm not talking the snacks. I'm talking yeah. like the actual, actual yes, like you said, like the actual food. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's pretty good usually. Yeah, it is pretty good. All right, there you go. There's. That's what they call a review. Is that going to be our tagline? <laughs> uh, and that's a review? I think that's two weeks in a row. But um, seltzer, sangria style, truly, 4.8 for me, 6.0 for Dave. And the lemonist, lemon-infused ale from Badger Hill Brewing, 6.8 for me, 6.2 for Dave. There you have it. That's a review? That's what they call a review. Okay, we're starting with NCAA football recap from week, what is it, what is 12? It, 11? Is it a week 11? I think it's week no. behind the end. No, week in front, so yeah, yeah 12. Week 12. NFL is week 11, you're right, you're right. Yeah. All right, what did we learn this week, David? Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think it's hard. The Gophers game was tough, freezing our butts off out there. Mm-hmm. It was a tough game. Fun game, great atmosphere, fun game, but I think... I mean, you kind of just look at it like the big dogs won. TCU found a way. Which Not was all huge. the big dogs. No, I'm, I know, but I'm saying like the top four. I'm saying, I should say, the top four big dogs found a way. <laughs> yeah. You Tennessee. Can't, you can't go past four. <laughs> no, because Tennessee got absolutely demolished by South Carolina. Yeah. That game was never close. No. And now Hook, Hendon Hooker is done for the year with the 20 ACL. That's too bad. Which is so unfortunate because I think he was uh, quite close to Heisman. Potential? Heisman. Oh, yeah. He put up. Tons of numbers. Yeah. I mean, his draft stock skyrocketed because of it. Mm-hmm. And their offense obviously helped. I mean, the fun, the most fun game to watch, though, was the USC-UCLA if people stayed up. It was just back and forth. I mean, you would have thought nobody had a defense out there. They shouldn't have even put a defense out there. Because mm-hmm. every play, it was like, oh, they score, they score, they score, they score. So, I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, but, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of matchups that the quote-unquote big dogs did not win. North Carolina fell to Georgia Tech. Surprising. Utah lost to Oregon. Not necessarily surprising. Still, big dog loses. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss. But that was supposed to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that game was one of those games where it was like... It wasn't hey, like 10-12? Yeah, it was 10-12. So I'm not saying it was, but I'm just saying if you're going solo oh, but, stuff right Yeah, yeah, Utah. I thought... Utah was For 10. some reason, I thought Oregon was above Utah. But no. that's probably because they just lost. Right. Okay, I got you. But I bet you Oregon was still the favorites because they were at home. So it's yeah. probably... Whatever. Ole Miss got smoked by Arkansas. That was kind of crazy. UCF, who just beat my boys from Tulane, lost to Navy. Navy's mm-hmm. quarterback, 8 of 15 passing. Or that's UCF's. I think it's he had one pass completion, if I remember looking. He that's, was 0 for 1 passing. That's what Navy does. They 248 do. yards rushing as a team. Out Navy. of 248 yards. No receiver. Overall. That's insane. That's their offense, though. There you go. Well, they had how many rushes? Like 60. Yeah, must have had a ton. I mean, that is their offense, but it's still, mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. Yeah. NC I State wouldn't want to play Navy. Over. No, heck no. Oklahoma State lost to Oklahoma. So, yeah, a lot of the ranked teams did, but, I mean, I don't know. I think when you look at it coming down, I mean, you look at the top five or the top four, nothing changed. You have TCU four, what is it, Michigan three or Ohio State three? I Ohio think, State is two. Ohio State is two, Michigan mm-hmm. three. The big dogs, Georgia, who will be very tough. And TCU barely squeaked it out. Right. That's what I'm saying. They also had, they also showed 
They had no timeouts. Their kicker ran on the field, didn't even step it off, just stood back there and kicked a Yeah, he literally ran to the spot that he yeah. was going to start. He didn't start back the it kick. off or anything. No, because he didn't have time. Right. So. Yeah, that was crazy. And then was it was cool. just like, oh, yeah, just boop. <laughs> right. And it was in easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I Good think this week, him. obviously, we're looking at big games. You obviously have rivalry week as the last week. So Ohio State Michigan has to be the game. I mean that winners the big goes to the Big Ten championship. Winner pretty much should solidify themselves in the top four. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, there's a, there's a couple games that everybody's keeping their eyes on. Yeah, right. Those being obviously the biggest one is Michigan Ohio State because, mm-hmm. like Dave said, you solidify pretty much your s- spot in the playoffs. Right. Right. Georgia, they're at like ninety eight percent to make it into the playoff. Yeah, I mean, their rivalry pretty, game is Georgia Tech. They've already, they've already solidified. Yeah. So then you have them, like we've said, you got the winner of Ohio State-Michigan, that's two. If TCU keeps winning, they play Iowa State, and then they play the Big 12 Championship, then they're in, mm-hmm. right? And now you got one more spot. Right. Well, and I think, I think it's one of those games, like, you kind of look at uh, USC-Notre Dame will... Granted, it's in USC, but Notre Dame has shown some sparks. I think UCLA mm-hmm. will take, or UC, USC, sorry, will take care of business. But that's a game to kind of watch where it's like, hey, you can't let your guard down because you're the five. They're six. Oh, are they six? Yeah, Who's L- five? LSU's, LSU's five. five. You're right. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. So, in theory, it should be Georgia, the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, TCU as the third. And then you basically have three spot, three teams trying to get the fourth spot. Yep. Those three teams are the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, mm-hmm. LSU, and USC. It's pretty much a three horse race. Yeah. Well, I think the hardest part will be the fact of like, does the committee think, okay, well, the one loss between the Big Ten, their only loss of the year will be basically to the other, the other team, because mm-hmm. they won't even have a chance. LSU still has to play Georgia in the SEC championship, and USC will have to play someone in the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. So I think TCU takes care of business. I think they'll be fine. They obviously have to play in the Big 12 championship. I think they'll be fine. Ohio State-Michigan, like you said, I just don't know what they'll do if they'll kind of say, okay, well, whoever loses between Ohio State-Michigan, you get number four. I think you have to give it to one of the Pac-12 winners. Obviously, if LSU beats... Well, Georgia. not necessarily. The only Pac-12 winner, it would be USC. If USC wins against Notre Dame and wins the Pac-12 championship, yeah, then they, I think that they would they likely, would hop over. I think they would likely be the fourth. Yeah, that's tough. Because the only, like I said, the only loss in the Big Ten one is literally to the other team. Right. So that's tough. Yeah, I think it's likely that LSU will lose one more game. I think they'll lose to Georgia, yeah. So they'll. So then they're out, right? Basically. So then it's a two-horse race between USC and the loser, right, of Ohio State, Michigan. That's crazy. And then I mean that will be an interesting. It's tough because I mean yes, both teams have one loss. Mm-hmm. Both teams have played pretty well. It it depends. It'll be interesting to see because the biggest thing I think would be recency bias of. It always is, isn't it? Okay, the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game, they literally just lost two weeks ago. 
you know, rather than USC who lost six weeks ago. Right, who lost whatever. before their, yeah. I mean, if they win out, I think that makes a good argument. I think it's kind of tough when it's like, okay, so. But it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. show it'll show how much um, how much pull the Big Ten has. Yeah, and it'll also show recency bias. Like you said, it'll be, I mean. Yeah, how much pull the Big Ten has and recency bias because everybody is like, oh, the SEC, SEC, SEC. Well, yeah. it's almost guaranteed that they're only going to have one team in. Yeah, unless I mean, something moly, crazy LSU happens. LSU somehow upsets Georgia. Yeah, then obviously they're in. Right, but it's challenging to like. I don't think has there ever been a time that two Big Ten teams have made it. No, that's what I was saying. I think this. Yeah, is... so it'll show how much pull the Big Ten actually has. Right. Again, like against the SEC, who regularly gets two teams in. Yeah, and I mean, let's be a hundred percent honest here. You they put should. up the teams from the SEC and put up the teams yeah. From they the should. Big Ten. They should get two teams 100%. in most years. Yeah, I mean that's we'll how it happens. But yeah, okay. Well, what's uh, the game of the week for you? The game of the week. I mean, I'll go back to it. I, I mean, I talked about you. I mean, obviously, we're, we both say Michigan versus Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Besides that, I think the game of the week is going to be this USC-Notre Dame game. I yeah. think it'll be fine. I also think another game to watch. That's the one that's the most important. Right, 100%. 100%. And I think USC just kind of has to prove that they're willing to be part of the top four. I think they're a team to be reckoned with. They just don't play defense. Mm-hmm. And you have a quarterback in Caleb Williams whose draft stock has flown up the boards. He's one of the best. You think he's the fav- the Heisman favorite? Ooh. Yeah, I mean... Because I, I watched the end of the game, of their game last week, and they put up his stats, and it was like, touchdowns responsible for it, and it was like, five, five, four, five. Oh, yeah, he's, like yeah. 500 yards, 400 yards, 360. It's like, holy crap. Well, let's also just say this. I mean, he's now in an offense. I mean, he's thrown for 3,500 yards, 33 touchdowns, and three picks. Mm-hmm. So he's also in an offense under Lincoln Riley, who has had multiple Heisman winners, mm-hmm. where it's a run-and-gun offense. We can give up 40, we'll score 41. Yeah. The hardest part is, most of the time, the West Coast teams, their games start so late no, season. that nobody watches. So, no. I feel, I mean, if I wasn't watching the game last week, like I wouldn't have realized that he was doing so well. Right. It just kind of gets swept under the rug, because at that point, I mean, the game starts at... Eight nine o'clock in the central time, right? You can and watch it, then yeah. it's like, okay, well, it's seven o'clock there, and the game gets done at eleven twelve. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, that game was happening. What happened in the game? Right. You almost just see the highlights. You don't actually get to yeah. watch and play. But I think, I mean, you look at it. Their total yards. They give up almost. They give up over four hundred yards a game. Give up. They yeah, but they, they get four five hundred thirteen exactly. But that's what I'm saying is what makes it so hard is. And I think this is sometimes no shot at Lincoln Riley. I think they're better. I think USC is better than the Oklahoma teams. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like one of those things you always watch. It's like whenever Oklahoma would play in these playoffs, they would get smoked because their defense can't stop anyone, and they're yeah. playing a defense in Georgia or Alabama, Alabama. was who would uh-huh. who would just swamp them. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think USC, and I think they'll win. I think that's just my game to watch. I think it will be fun. I mean, you actually get to watch it at six thirty. Yeah. So um, all right, there we go. So that's what is good. that four thirty their time? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a game or? Um. 
I I had one. What was the one I was going to pick? I mean, Ole Miss, okay. Mississippi State is going to be a good game, too. Even Not, though Ole Miss is falling. I think but. sneaky game is LSU at Texas A&M. Okay. Texas A&M was supposed to be really good. Top five. I think they were six. Or six, yeah. Yeah. One in six. At in the SEC. beginning of the year. However, I think they might... It's at Texas A&M. They got pretty crazy fans there. And so I think it might surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, if you were to tell me right now that Texas A&M overall, and with both both the SEC East and West combined, Texas A&M was the last place team, I think you could take my money if I bet $20 that they would be above that. They are literally the last place team. Yeah. They've won one SEC game. Mm-hmm. One. To Arkansas, who was number 10. What's crazy is they beat number 13 Miami early in the year. They beat number 10, and then they just couldn't win a game. They yeah. almost beat Alabama. They almost beat Alabama. See? There you go. They, but I think they yeah. stand up to the big games. They almost beat LSU. They lost by, or uh, Ole Miss, I mean, they lost by three. And if you're at Texas A&M and you're playing, well, apparently their rival is LSU. If you're playing your rival, LSU, with a chance to knock them out of the playoff race, yeah. like, if you can't get up for that game, then you probably shouldn't be playing. Well, I think football. I think what makes these last week before um, bowl games and before like the, the championships, championships mm-hmm. is because they always do these rivalries, and I think it's just different. Like you look at like Minnesota Wisconsin, the game is just different. It doesn't matter if we're both bad or we're mm-hmm. both really good. Like the game is just always still going to be that tight knit, yeah. grinded out game. Yeah. So I think always. it's the same with these games. It's like rivalry weekend right before the champ bowl champion or right before the conference championships is insane because every game it doesn't matter how your season goes if they beat lsu that's all they'll talk about mm-hmm. you know so it's like sure. yeah there they're you go. good to go yeah all right that's all i got for college football that's all you got yeah all right that means we're moving on to row nfl the boat. row the boat keep rowing yeah <laughs> bring that axe back um okay let's i mean let's talk about it so we went from having <laughs> The best game we've ever seen. <laughs> was that the worst game you've ever seen? Yeah, it's it's the first game in quite a while that I didn't want to watch the end of the game. I, I actually didn't. I'll be honest, and then you can call me Fairweather fan, whatever. I mean, it was one of those things where every single time Kirk dropped back, I truly thought he was going to get sacked. <laughs> Four-man rush, three-man rush. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And yeah. it was like... and it. I mean, once the first play of the game goes, I get it. It's like, okay, you get sacked, you get stripped. Like, that's probably one of the worst ways to start besides an opening kickoff fumble. Not good. Right. So it's pretty much like you've given them the ball at half and given them the ball to start. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like when you watch that game, it's just like you could tell right from the get-go, like, he wasn't comfortable. No. The offensive line, and I get it, Dallas' defense is pretty good. Like, Micah Parsons, beast. We had injuries. Too. We had some injuries, Dereshaw, whatever. But I also think it's one of those things, like, for me, it's like... Well, I mean, Dereshaw getting injured was a big deal. 100%. So here's my question. If your best tackle gets injured and he's going against Micah Parsons, tell me right now why we don't say, okay, hey, Dalvin, you're going to go chip him. Every single play, you're going to go push him. It's going to annoy the shit out of the... Sorry, it's going to annoy the crap out of the guy. <laughs> like, we didn't even try it one time. And it's like, the other thing that makes me annoyed is... I'm not calling out our play calling. Like, you're going to run the ball? Dude, have C.J. Ham in the game. We have not played C.J. Ham the last, like, two weeks at all. 
It's hard to run Dalvin, and I'm sorry, no offense. When you're playing a good, aggressive team, and Kirk is doing these uh, play actions, mm-hmm. he's so slow that these fast guys that are the DNs, if you don't chip him or you don't do anything, he gets sacked every time. Well, I feel like his pace is... So slow. Come on. It's not so slow, but you can't do anything when the guy is already on you when you turn around. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what I'm saying is you have one of the elite receivers. You threw to Justin Jefferson two or three times. I think he had three catches. Three catches. Yeah. You have CJ Hawkinson, who's great. I mean, it also, it's hard to do play action when you can't establish the run. That's true. It really is, because at that point, the Cowboys just were in full effect, and they were like, mm-hmm. we're going. Um, but, yeah, I think that was one of the worst games I've ever seen. I mean, there's probably been some in the past. But, but it's a new week. I mean, this is one of those things. It's nice that the Packers lost. Bears lost. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, wasn't yeah. the worst thing. It kind of brought us back to earth. Now we got to show what we're really about playing Thanksgiving. Short week. Yeah, short week. It could, it could be good or it could be bad. And the Patriots are no slouch. I mean, they're not. No. They don't score a lot, but I'll tell you right now, they they're are the nothing. To, Their defense is good. Yeah, number one fantasy defense. <laughs> the only bright spot in David's Picked them up too. season of despair. And I will not play them this week. Chalk it. I will not play them. Yeah. I will not. I will not. At this point, my year's over, so I'm just, I got to root for the Vikes. That's all I have to look for. That was the only reason why I lost this last week. Yeah, you had a tough curve matchup. That's okay. Hey. But, I mean, yeah. I think here's the thing. I think you kind of look at it, and from what I've seen, it's kind of like watching the Chiefs play the Chargers. That was a fantastic game. That was. It was enjoyable to watch. I mean, Justin Herbert kind of looked a little bit back with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen looks decent. And then Mike Williams got hurt. That's the hard part, right. Early. Early, yeah. I mean, the first possession, I think he was 3-for-3 three three passing, and he threw like a 60-yard bomb. To oh, yeah. Somebody. That was so easy. Oh, my God. 70-some yards, and it was just like, boop, boop, boop. I mean, when he, when okay. he, truthfully, when he throws it, when he throws the ball, it's literally effortless. It's kind of yeah. like Mahomes. It's like Josh Allen. It's like effortless. I, I feel like Herbert looks more effortless than those guys. Oh, yeah. Herbert Maybe him is, and Josh Allen. I feel like sometimes Mahomes, it doesn't look as effortless as the other two. No, I think Mahomes. But I also think Mahomes sometimes does like these like crazy like... Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to knock the guy. Oh, no. I'm just saying the other Josh Allen and Herbert, it looks more effortless. And it's just like zing, like yeah, and it just 40 comes. yards down. And it goes out of the screen. And then all of a sudden it comes back into the screen. And it's like... Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. But what were you saying? I was also saying, I mean, I think this week will be very interesting. I think, truthfully, and I know their defense has been injured, the 49ers are not to mess with. The 49ers Dude, their good. offense is insane. Yeah, the 49ers are very good. <laughs> I mean, their offense, it's like one of those things, I think I read a stat, Debo Samuel, Samuel was, uh, in their Monday night game, was leading the team in rushing. And Christian McCaffrey was leading the team in receiving for a, a good majority of the game. That's like, funny. if you have that... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Kittle with two touchdowns. Kittle, two and I, two touchdowns. And so your defense is obviously very good. They've had some injuries, but the leading receiver be... and the leading rusher have, well, Debo did have a touchdown, but it was passing or yeah. receiving. receiving. And and then the other two guys have two touchdowns each receiving. Right. So I mean, it's oh, the wait. same story with them. No, Debo's was a rush. Debo's was a rush. Yeah, but it's it the same story with them, where it's kind of like, how far can Jimmy take you? But it's like the same thing. I like I look can at take him fine. Dude, I mean, you don't have to get do the deep ball passes. in their yeah, hands. Throw it quick. Quick passes. Just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Let your defense do it. You've always been led by your defense. So. That's true. Yeah. I think they 
They look very, yeah, very, they're good. scared, very good. Um, okay, let's do. Uh, do you want to do updates then? Um, yeah, we can do updates. Okay, let's go for it. So let's see. Kadarius Tony got hurt. That's unfortunate for the Chiefs. Yeah, Kadarius Tony got hurt. Obviously, last game especially because like Juju Smith Schuster was out. I mean, it doesn't yep. really matter when you have Travis Kelsey because he catches everything. Juju and McCole Hardman. Oh, yeah, McCole Hardman's IR. Hardman's on IR. Yeah, so. Then you got Mike Williams' ankle injury again. Yeah, same same thing. Same yeah. one. I mean, he, he wasn't. No, he's like, he's got to be done for a while. You would think, but at the same time, dude, like he was kind of trying to gut it out on the sideline. Like he was running. It didn't look great. Did not look good. But it was also one of those things where it was like. It didn't look he good. He kind of gut it out. Can't come back in. Yeah, and I think here's the thing: is like with them, Keenan Allen kind of gets elevated. He plays a little bit more. Oh yeah, and then he wasn't going to, and then they were like, "Oh well, we don't have Mike. Okay, you have to play." Yeah, and here's the thing about Keenan Allen: he's one of the best route runners. So it's truthfully like, he does these short ends, and it just he catches everything too. Yeah. So and they didn't even have Gerald Everett. Yeah, Gerald Everett did play. So uh, Clyde got hurt. That That's doesn't really Clyde's matter for them. Dude. No offense to Clyde. I think Clyde's a good running back. They love this Pacheco kid. Love him. And Jarek McKinnon's their guy that can catch it out of the backfield. So yep. I think Clyde's done. Probably the worst injury of the year or of the week was Wandale. Yeah, towards ACL. Robinson. Yeah. Rookie, done for the year. He was good, too. He, he had his good. best day of the year. Yeah, he was good. I mean, he was playing very well, and yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And they already had Sterling Shepard go down too earlier in the year for the whole thing. So. And they traded Kadarius Tony. Yeah. There is Slayton time. Slayton, yeah. And Saquon. So. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Jameson Williams come back. Yeah, he's back at practice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a good sign for him. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying. I mean, proud DeAndre Swift owner and Jamal Williams. Don't know who to play ever, so I always play the wrong guy. But besides that. Like I don't, I don't get the Lions' philosophy because it's like, I want Jamison Williams to come back. Your team is what three and seven? They've won the last three games. They've won the last three. Get it? I think they have four. But I'm four maybe they have four. Games. Oh, they're four and six. Sorry, four and six. My apologies. They play the Bills. Tough game. I think it's exciting yeah, for him to six. come back. But in two more games, you're going to be playoff contention eliminated. So if you're not even going to try to play DeAndre Swift as much as you do, I don't know why you would rush back Jameson Williams. I don't think they're rushing him back. I mean, this, this I won't even play him this whole year. Let him take off the whole year. Well, we'll see how they do against the Bills, and then we'll decide. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they don't. If they can beat the Bills, hey, more power to you, buddy. They don't have to like bring him back just because he started practicing. They oh, have 100%. a window. I think it's a good sign they... to see him come back. I think he'll be a very good receiver in NFL. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Pitts. Probably done, done for, for the, year. the year. Yeah. Torn MCL, which is like yeah. six weeks, which is basically the rest of the regular season. And they're yeah. Not I think the crazy thing about him is he's kind of, to most people's standards, probably had a down year, too. Oh, yeah. I think he was supposed to be a top Way down three here. or four tight end. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as good. I mean, here's the thing Falcons are tied. But they run. The, what, half a game back? Yeah. From the Buccaneers? Yes. <laughs> half game. <laughs> um, Melvin Gordon got waived. Yeah, kind of an interesting thing. I know they were getting sick of the fumbles. He fumbles I, every game. Yeah. Every I, game. Right, but I also don't understand. I mean, I guess I understand it in that sense, but why not just bench the guy? Like, you're, do they have Chase? Didn't, is it Chase Edmonds? They didn't want to mess with the headaches. So Ch- Chase Edmonds, he's out for a few weeks. High he's got ankle high sprain. ankle sprain. So you yeah. got Latavius Murray. You got He's the dude. You got an offense who your head coach should for sure be fired. He's been terrible. Did you see that he gave up play calling duties this last week? 
Yeah, it didn't do anything. It Did you see who their what play caller is now? Who was our old guy? Kubiak. Wasn't yeah, it? Clint Kubiak. Because yeah, he did so anything. well. They did so well for the Vikes. Yeah, it's the same thing. They stink. <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing. I was listening to the radio and I heard it. It's like, what makes Russell Wilson great is he's very mobile. He's not a stand-in-the-pocket passer. He's too short. He's like, you got to get outside and you got to go. And like he makes plays happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to run an offense that does that for him. Probably. You have weapons. You have weapons. A but, couple. Yeah, a couple. I mean, you they've had a lot of injuries. Yeah. But um, okay, the last couple are Justin Fields. He hurt his shoulder, not the throwing shoulder, but the other one. Yeah. So we'll see if he actually plays this week or not. Yeah. Justin Fields up might be up in there. Like when people say that dude, I it's think fast. this. I think that's. I was gonna say state of Chicago, the city of Chicago. Like, they found a guy who competes. I mean, this guy hurt his shoulder, and he still played, and then he went to the defense and apologized that they lost the game because of him. And this bro had, like, a broken something in his arm or do his shoulder. You, do you want to compare it to Zach Wilson? What do you mean compare it? Oh, Com- the, Compare the that to the way that Zach Wilson operates? I'll tell you this right now. What's actually crazy is they play each other this week. Well, it's supposed to, but... <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. Zach Wilson is on probably the shortest leash, if there's even a leash. The team hates him. The city and state hate him. Yeah. I mean, you can't sit here and put up the numbers you just did, and then when someone says something about your defense, be like, no. They do you feel like you let them down? No. Is what they What asked. do you mean, dude? And, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, I just think for him it's like, dude, it's a lost cause. Who do have? Joe Flacco? Yeah. Let Joe Flacco play. I mean, I know you're in contention. Your defense has been very good. But you also have weapons. Unfortunate injury to Bruce Hall. They're eighth right now, and seven teams make the play. Yeah, six and four. Yeah, and they have a chance. But I think what's crazy is, like, dude, you have to, like, as a quarterback, you're almost like one of the leaders of the team, kind of just self-proclaimed. He doesn't, he's not a leader of that team. I don't think they really like him. Did you see Elijah Moore came out? Elijah Moore posted a photo on Instagram of himself passing, of himself throwing a ball. No caption, nothing, just throwing a ball. Oh gosh! Yeah, he Elijah Moore was also the one who came out in an interview, and the guy asked and said, "Hey, what's your relationship? Or like, what's your, what like, how do you feel about your connection with uh, with Zach Wilson?" And he legitimately said to the person interviewing, "He said, what connection? I never get the ball." So I don't. Th- I mean, that just shows. I don't think they like Zach Wilson. I don't know. I know Zach Wilson's probably a very talented guy. He looked like. Hot garbage. Didn't he have minus 22 or 21 yards passing in the second half? I think it was, yeah. It was minus something. I don't know if it was 21, but I mean, he missed passes where it was like this guy's just open in the flat and he would overthrow him by six yards. They weren't even close. Stephen A. Smith came at him hard. As you should. This guy was a first round (laughs) draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, not good. And then you say that. I think most. If he doesn't say what he says in the interview, I don't think people come at him as hard. No. I think people still dog him. Yeah. Once you said that about the interview, you're done. Yeah. People hate that. Then these former players, they hate it. Oh, yeah. For good reason. 100%. You can't dog your team, dude. Your defense has been the reason you've won. Yeah. Well, it's also funny because, <laughs> I mean, like, you and I go out there and we get smoked, but we probably don't pass for minus 21 yards. No. I mean, I'm not saying I. I mean, yeah, I, I. I mean, I don't even know how you do that. Oh, the other funny. I saw another funny stat. I can't remember where, so I apologize about that. But um, it was so. Geno Smith is leading the league in completion percentage, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. That's a fact. Good. It's He's a fact. Yeah. It's like upper 60s to 70s percent. Okay. 
So if he threw uh, the his next 150 attempts into the stands, he would like still have a higher incomplete game. into the stands, like throwing out balls left and right to the stands, he would have a higher passer rating than Zach Wilson. That doesn't surprise me. That's insane, though. Do you yeah. know how bad that is? 150 passes. That's like four or five games worth. Zach Wilson's completion percentage right now is 55.6. Yeah, I'm talking passer rating. Or passer rating, 72. Yeah, yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. He had one good game. Yeah. He's thrown more interceptions than he has touchdowns. Not good. And you're dogging your defense? Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. We're going into fantasy stuff? Yeah. Let's chat about it. Okay. Smash don't pass, right? Smash don't pass. Yes, sir. Uh, Who's your quarterback? So my quarterback this week is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I think I'll say this. I don't. I'm not saying like I would. Like he's projected only 13.7. They play the Bengals. Wow, that's low. Yeah, I think the Bengals are good. He just put up a 20 some point against the Packers. He looked very good at quarterback. They ran the ball, passed the ball against that Packer defense, who's supposed to be pretty good. He looked very good. And so I think he's a solid quarterback. So 13.7. That's my smash. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy G. Oh, the boy. Yeah, he's right coming off a hot week um, where he had, I don't know, like 25 points. This week, he's only projected 15.2. But we we talked a little bit about it earlier. All he has to do is literally throw it to all his playmakers and let them do their jobs. Dude, just throw it in the flat. Throw it wherever. Throw it to Debo. Throw it to Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I'll say this. Christian McCaffrey, obviously haven't watched as many games, obviously because the Panthers are never on television, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of crazy. Like, when you look at it, like, truthfully, when you watch the 49ers play now, like, like we said before, it's insane to watch him catch the ball. It's like, it's a video game. Yeah. It truly is a video game. It's like a video game where it's like he catches the ball and his feet just start moving. And he can run through you. He'll run around you. He'll run over you. Or, I mean, and he'll jump over. He's the most athletic guy. It's very fast. Very I've good. seen in a long time. Yep. He's a freak. Yeah. So smash it. Uh, who's your running back? Devin Singletary. The Devin Singletary. They play on Thursday against the Lions. Projected 11.8. I think it's kind of low. He's found the end zone a few times. I'm, yeah. I'm, you got to get a rushing touchdown here once in a while, so I think he'll be fine. He's kind of taken over that whole backfield. James Cook has sprinkled. Sprinkled. Yeah, especially last week. But I think against the Lions on Thanksgiving, Devin Singletary is going to feel like, that turkey. I feel like as the year goes on, Buffalo, they showed it last year, they start to run the ball more with running backs. Yeah. Well, and I think especially now, after the last, because Josh Allen is, I'm not saying hurt, but he's a little bit more banged up than usual. He's not 100%. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he'll ever be 100%. But at the same time, I think now they're kind of establishing that run. And I think it's the same way relating it to the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs are starting to realize, like, hey, if we run the ball once in a while and it's successful with Pacheco, this pass is so much easier. Mm-hmm. So, My running back is Jeff Wilson Jr. Okay. He's projected 13.6 points. Yeah. For he, the Dolphins. Yep. He's on the Dolphins. Knows the system because he played for the coach in San Francisco. They're playing the Houston Texans, whose run defense is awful. I think it's the worst in the league. It is the worst in the league. It's ranked 32nd in the league. 
So they're terrible. The Dolphins are going to be winning, and they're going to run the ball. And does that mean always Jeff Wilson Jr.? No. But I think that he'll probably score because yeah. they're going to score 35 points. I will say this. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking he's probably going to get in the end zone. I will say this about the Dolphins. They're one of those teams that is kind of similar to the Chiefs now where they're on the three-yard line and Tua's in the backfield with nobody and they just let Tyreek Hill run back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then whatever matchup he picks, he just kind of does a quick out and they hit him every time. Yeah. And it's like now what the Chiefs do with Travis Kelsey or whoever, even when they had Tyreek Hill, they did the same thing. They don't run it essentially, but I think they'll score a lot of points. They're, a lot of points. They score, score, score. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah, that's my smash on the running back. And then my smash on the wide receiver is DeAndre Hopkins, um, Arizona Cardinals. This man has come back from whatever steroid use it was and just put up. I mean, they just throw him the ball. Like, literally every play is DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. He must get 10 to 12 targets a game. Mm-hmm. And he can catch. He's not the fastest guy. But believe me, he is. That was so far deep. He is literally automatic with his hands. He's insane. So, 16 points. That's his projection. I feel like he's projected 16 like every game. Yeah, 16 flat too. That's what's kind of crazy. Hmm. You never really see the flats. You know? Just straight 16. Yeah, straight 16. Some would say a rookie number, but smash that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm going to go with... Mm, I'll go with Traylon Burks. I like it. I actually do like that. Yeah, he's, nine po- he's projected 9.6. He's... He's Easy. actually kind of taken over as their number one now. And also, he has the potential to have a 35-yard catch, a 40-yard catch, and you literally need two of those, and you've already hit the projection of 9.6. Oh, 100%. Well, I think for him, too, so it was like even against the Packers, like the there was, what, first and 10? They were running out the clock, and they threw like a deep ball to him mm-hmm. for like 40 yards, and he just caught it. So, yeah. There it is. Smash him. Don't, Don't pass, pass him. Yep. Okay, uh, I think the last thing for NFL. So we have a winner. Yes. On the Eliminator Challenge. Congrats. Yeah. Blake Primer. Yeah, there you go. You did it. You f- keep it going, though. Hey, if you want to keep it going, see if you can keep going, that's fine. But you have officially won. won. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks for competing with us in our first ever event. Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> Challenge sounds like it. Would Challenge be. sounds like it should belong. So, yeah. yeah. You were the NFL Pick'em Challenge winner. We'll be in touch on prize. We will be in touch. Check your phone. Yeah. We'll be in touch. There we go. So, congratulations to you, sir. Yep. Um, That's it. That is it for me. All right. Season 2, Episode 7. Happy Thanksgiving again. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. One.